what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Hello, hello. We are gonna go on a bit of a soul-searching journey today, so this is definitely an episode that you want to flag or share or highlight or tag or whatever you gotta do to remember to come back to it and really just take some notes and allow me to just speak over you and guide you through an exercise. This is one to do that. So something that I like to do too is I will screenshot an episode if I'm listening to it and it'll save to my photos and it'll remind me to go back and put it on my calendar and get to it later. So again, whatever you got to do, but flag this one. So the topic is stop waiting. Stop waiting. Right now, it's good to wait upon the Lord. But when I view that verse, I think of it as when I'm spending time with God, I'm making sure that it's not a one-way conversation, that I'm not just venting, complaining, murmuring, just sharing all of my grievances, (laughs) or the one really that's doing all the talking, that I am waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting for guidance. I'm waiting for comfort. I'm waiting for his presence. I'm waiting for his peace to overtake my soul, right? I'm waiting for that that wisdom and that discernment and revelation and a change of my mind, right? Some sort of transformation. I am waiting for the Lord to show up daily, right? Like I seek him as my vital necessity every day. Now, where I see and hear that word applied in the world is a little bit different. I see people, well, I'm just waiting on it. I'm just waiting on the Lord. What does that mean though, right? Because a lot of times we are led to take action while we're quote unquote waiting on the Lord to answer a request or to fulfill a promise, right? Think about this. If, If there's a prophetic word that you are stewarding, you could technically say you're waiting on the Lord for the fulfillment of that word, right? But sometimes, how many of you know, probably all of you if you're listening to me, There is a process, and I'm talking years of process in the works before that promise is fulfilled, right? Before you get that double for you trouble, before you see vengeance, right? Never avenge yourselves, but before you see the vengeance of the Lord, before you see God prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies, before you see God's plan of redemption, right? There's years of process, so you're going to tell me that you're just going to sit and wait? I don't think so. There's something that God has you taking action on. There's something that's being developed. There's something for you to focus on and work on in the process, okay? So stop waiting (laughs) is wherever you have released responsibility, wherever you have stopped believing, wherever you've stopped showing up, wherever you have just really 
assumed a place of smallness or victimhood almost, right? Anywhere that you've decided that you're not going to be radically responsible, this area, whatever you feel that little gentle nudge right now in your spirit about, this is what I'm coming for today. And I'm saying stop waiting, okay? Stop waiting for that thing to to change. Stop waiting for God to do something. This is time for you to arise and shine, for you to show up to do something different. So I actually shared over on social media today, and if you're not following me over on Instagram, it's at Miss MS Juliana Page. And you can also follow me on Facebook at the same, and you can find me on YouTube at Juliana Page as well for more messages. But I shared over there today that a lot of times we are unwilling to see things differently. We just accept something as true and that settles it, right? But God's thoughts are not our thoughts and God's ways are not our ways, right? So I do want to break this down for you and I want to remind you today and really just inject your power back into you, (laughs) pour courage back into you and just bring empowerment back to you by telling you and reminding you that you are in charge of how life goes for you. Yes, there are times and in God's presence we wait on him, but there's also a lot of responsibility and stewardship and creativity and authority that God has entrusted to us to walk well with, okay? Not everything requires us to be constantly in this position of waiting. We can be humble and we can be submitted, but that's different than procrastinating and not taking any action. You are in charge of how life goes for you. Not everybody will tell you this. Sometimes there's gonna be people that wanna people please. Sometimes there's gonna be people that don't wanna step on your toes. I'm not one of those and honestly, I feel like the most loving thing somebody can do for you is tell you the truth in love. They refuse to let you settle or go down a path that they know is destructive for you or have a life that is less than what you're called to. What kind of love is that, right? So you are in charge of how life goes for you. The past, here's the thing, a lot of times we'll say, but this happened to me, or I came up through this, or or whatever the story is, right? The past, okay? Anything that has happened up until this point, any mistakes that you've made, any challenges, right? Anything that's held you back, the past only matters to the point that we decide that it does, to the point that we keep rehearsing it, to the point that we keep allowing our minds to go back to it, to the point that we keep bringing it into our present, okay? And the thing is, the past can teach us, it can fuel us, it can motivate us, and it can inspire us and really help us identify really who we do and who we don't want to be. But the past does not define us, okay? As we work through, process, recategorize, and assign new meaning to past memories, to maybe even past traumas and experiences, we learn to release them. We learn how to not let them have us held captive, right? And literally in prison in our present. That is not how God formed, shaped, and anointed you to live, right? You get to, here's the thing, you get to create a beautiful life because you're worthy. You're worthy and it's possible, even now, 
Even now, you are worthy and it is possible. It is not too late. You are not far behind. You are right on time. You are worthy and it is possible. There's nothing to prove and there's no one to impress, okay? Every aspect of your life, literally your finances, your relationships, your health, you get to change. You don't have to accept it as it is, right? Every aspect of your life gets a heck of a lot easier when you stop doubting, questioning, and beating yourself up and accept that truth that you get to. You get to create a beautiful life because you're worthy and it's possible even now. You are not perfect. That is true. None of us are, right? But you are innately enough. God did not mess up when he made you right? And you get to choose a better life for you, right? Every day. You get to better your life and yourself every day. I'm obsessed with self-mastery. So if you want to learn more about that, I have a six-week course. It's called U2.0. You can find that over on Instagram. It blew my mind. I had been studying this literally since I was 12, 13, because I really felt like I was having an identity crisis even then. (laughs) And I had no clue where to get tools and support in that kind of knowledge. So if that's of interest, right, go check that out. But you are innately enough. You get to choose better and to better yourself in your life, self-mastery every day. You You get to choose to turn around any ways of being that have kept you in patterns that don't serve you. Okay. now what's interesting about that is we don't necessarily change patterns by focusing on bad patterns. Okay, so that's why I personally refuse to identify with lack and limitation. Right. (laughs) And I get that that can feel hard and that can feel impossible. Right. But you get to choose. You get to choose what you believe. Okay. you get to. You get to choose to turn around any ways of being that have kept you in patterns that don't serve you. So part of that and part of the self-mastery model is self-awareness. Self-awareness is a superpower to recognize, ooh, yeah, here's a pattern that has been keeping me stuck. Or, ooh, I see how I still keep operating under that belief and it's holding me back, right? But that, strangely enough, is something that you are still choosing. So if you can choose that, that also means you can choose different. Okay, and I want to acknowledge right here and now that life has not been fair for you. I want to acknowledge that, right? Life did not set most of us, if not all of us, up for the lives we want to have. It just didn't, right? Whether that's, you know, the family of origin that we were raised in, whether it was dysfunctional patterns and situations that we experienced, whether it was pain and trauma, right? Whether Whatever it was, life often, for most of us, did not set us up for the lives that we want to have, okay? And I acknowledge that a lot of life, probably up to this point, has not been fair. It's not been fair, okay? The circumstances, the background, and the limitations that you've had to overcome, or that you get to overcome, those are real. (laughs) Those are real, right? But the truth, and this is what I'm here to hold up and acknowledge for you today, is that the power they had over you or the power they continue to have over you comes from you, not them. Ooh, I hope you hear that. That is a Selah moment. 
the power, the circumstances, the limitations, all of that that those have over you comes from you. What do I mean by that? You identified with them. You subscribed to them. You couldn't see beyond them, right? That means that those become your reality, okay? But the good news, and that's what I'm here to bring on Spirit Filled Real Talk, right? There is always, always, there always has been, there always will be a way to step out of any dysfunctional reality, life, energies, and ways of being that you currently feel stuck in. We can break cycles. We can. And we're creative. And I'm going to back this up with word, but we are creative beings. God made us that way. Okay? We can step into something different now. We can determine what happens from here. We are in control of what we accept and what we do not accept in life. A lot of times we try to run from that. We avoid accepting radical responsibility for our life because we think that that's easier. But there is nothing easy about living beneath the call on your life. There is nothing easy about going through the motions every day and feeling completely unfulfilled and void of purpose. There is nothing powerful in living as a victim and perpetuating patterns that you inherently know are not serving you and projecting that onto other people. There is nothing powerful about that, right? Come on. But we, here's the thing, we're not in control of other people, we're not always in control of the circumstances, but we are in control of what we accept and do not accept in life. We determine what we create, right? In the beginning was the word. So we know that we create through our words, our emotions, the energy that we're putting in motion, what we're submitting to, our energy, whatever is going on in our inner life actually is what's controlling our outer life. Our decisions, our choices, and our actions, we determine that. We create that. Okay? So you're probably wondering at this point, yeah, but. (laughs) Yeah, but. Right? And it can probably sound annoying in the beginning. I get it. Right? Depending on the amount of work that you see, right? Or the things that you're looking at, it can feel overwhelming. So I'm not discrediting that. But how do you create a new life and a new realm of possibility for yourself? First and foremost, I would say that you can't do that apart from God. So a relationship with God, right, and a life with God is is the starting point, right? But then, because that unlocks possibilities, that unlocks supernatural possibilities that are not possible in your own strength or in your own understanding, okay? But then the other way that you do this is you simply decide to, right? And I know I get it. That can sound annoying, but it's that simple. You decide that you are going to create a new reality for yourself. You decide that you're worthy of it. You decide that what you want is possible. You decide to believe it. You decide that. You decide to step out of your comfort zone of what you're used to thinking, of how you're used to feeling, of what you're used to believing, of how you're used to showing up and behaving and the motions that you go through every day. You decide that you are worthy of change. You decide that you are going to mature and grow. You decide that it starts with you, that you are the one, that you are the answer, that you are the solution. You decide. You tell the truth about what it is that you really want. You stop lying to yourself. You stop accepting less than God's best for your life, right? You decide to tell the truth about what you really want and you learn, you learn. So there's practice and there's process here, but you learn to disregard the fears, the lies, the limiting ideas, right? That the enemy has taunted you and tormented you with. 
that hold you back and that keep you operating from a small place of victimhood. You decide that that is no longer how you're going to show up, okay? And here's the thing. As a professional life coach, right, <laughs> what you choose ultimately has nothing to do with me. It has, it doesn't, right? It's not up to me, but it is my job. It is my role to make sure that no matter what kind of life you want, you know how to create it, okay? And I'm happy to help you with that whenever you decide. You can find more about that over on julianapage.com about working together. But today I promised that I would help you if you were at that point of decision, that enough is enough, that you're tired of living from this small place of victimhood, that you're tired for pointing fingers and blaming people or just bringing old circumstances and situations into your future. You're tired of being limited and blocked and being in your own way. You're tired of resisting life. If that is you and you're at a point of decision today, this is definitely for you, okay? So stop waiting. What I mean by this is you don't have to wait to change. You don't have to wait to start making adjustments in your life. You don't have to wait for permission to create the life that you ultimately know you were made for. Literally, you were form shaped and anointed for. You don't have to wait on that, okay? And there are choices that you are in control of. No matter what has happened to you in the past and up to this point, you get to choose how you view yourself, what you begin to move towards, how you incrementally upgrade your life over and over again every day, that will make all the difference. It all adds up. None of that is wasted. And you'll actually have and enjoy your life in abundance to the full until it overflows, right? How many of you know if you start building momentum in joy, in peace, in faith, come on, what kind of life could you have? I am willing to guess that that would be a completely different life than what you probably are currently living, right? So let me back this up with some word and then I'll walk you through an exercise, all right? So here, here are a couple of things that I wanna highlight. God is a creative God and we are made in his image and in his likeness, meaning we are creative beings. We have power, we have authority to create life. So whenever we focus on the past or whenever we get so caught up and just looking at what is, we're not creating. You know what we're doing? We are reporting what was, which does not give us the power to change the future, and we are reporting what is also, which is not creative. It is not creative to regurgitate information. There's nothing creative about that, right? God is the one that can give you wisdom and understanding and discernment and ideas, right? That is creative, and he does it in the present, in the now, okay? He gives you this power to create. How do I know this? I'm not making it up. Exodus 35, 31 to 32. And he has filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, right? So this is saying that God, right? Again, that's why relationship is so important. So when you're born again, God's spirit is living on the inside of you. It's made a place of residence in you, okay? How close can God get? No closer than living on the inside of you, right? That means that you can activate God's wisdom, God's understanding, God's knowledge, and you can 
Allow God to reveal the unique talent and skills that he's given you to be used to what? To expand his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? Powerful. Ephesians 2.10 says this, we are God's handiwork. God made us, right? Created in Jesus to do what? To do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God created us for purpose. He already prepared the works that he has for us. So it would make a lot of sense to connect with the creator on what it is that he's uniquely designed you to create as you co-labor with him, okay? There's a book on that too, God's Vibes Matter. It's over at julianapage.com, all about co-laboring with God. God gave me a really great revelation for that. So if that's of interest and you're like, ooh, how do I do that? That book. <laughs> all right. This is also a source of huge encouragement for me. 2 or 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is born again, right? Believing in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. Hear that? The old has gone. Okay? The new has come. So we get new mercy every day. We get new grace every day. We get to choose to live in the wonderful new every day. Now, will we choose it? Will we choose to live in the newness? Will we choose to create new? Will we choose to perceive the new thing that is springing up? How do we do it? We focus on it. We forget the former things. We focus solely on the new thing. That's how you forget, because you can't be double-minded, right? A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So when you keep your focus on the new thing, you start to see it. You start to see it. Okay? And then 1 Timothy 4.14 says this, Do not neglect your gift, which was given you. Okay? And Romans 12.6 says that we all have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. So it does you no good to compare yourself to judge yourself, to measure yourself against other people. And you can repent for that. God, again, did not mess up when he created you. You have unique gifts. God operating through you is unique. Stay in your lane and work your lane. Work what God has given you. You don't have to to wait on God for that. Work it now. What has he led you to do? What is the next step? Take the step. Okay? All right, so those are verses about God and his creativity, right? The whole earth, it says this in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 10, 12, the whole earth is made by God's power, founded by his wisdom and stretched out by understanding. Come on, right? So we we have that creative power in us. So you are a creator and you get to create reality, not just regurgitate past and present, all right? Or what is? Another one, which is going to be really important for when we do this exercise, whatever area it is that you feel like you've been waiting on, just inquire of the Lord. (laughs) If he's already given you an action step, a lot of times he has, and we've just denied it. But this verse, I find incredible freedom in Proverbs 16.3. This is from the Amplified Version, which I also enjoy because sometimes a simple phrase or word choice that is different can change the meaning that we receive. So this, roll your works upon the Lord. What does that mean? Commit them and trust them wholly to him, 
right? <laughs> Not one foot in, one foot out. It's trusting them wholly to him, taking your hands off of them, right? What will he do when you do that? He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. Okay, so this tells me, and this is what I remind myself constantly, that we are not in charge of the how. Okay, we don't got to wait on the how. Stop waiting for how. That is not our job. Our job is to seek the kingdom first, to delight in the Lord with all of our heart, to take the inspired actions as we're given them, right? To roll our works upon the Lord, right? So that we can trust that he's going to renew our mind, that he's going to give us thoughts that are agreeable to his will, guide and establish our steps so that our plans will be established and they will succeed, right? So if you're tired of leaning on your own strength and doing things according to control and manipulation and your own understanding, and it's got to be your way or no way and perfectionism and pride and all of that, if you're tired of that, because that's exhausting, Proverbs 16.3, come on, Okay. And then I just want to highlight too, again, when it comes to worthiness and, and, and God's plans for your life and his goodness, okay? Psalms 139, 13, 15 shows perfectly this exercise that I'm going to walk you through, right? It's, it's David kind of pumping himself up. And this is something that we all can do. We can choose what we're going to believe. We can choose what we're going to speak and what we're going to agree with and partner with. So here's what it, the word says. For you form my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Okay, I know you didn't mess up when you created me. I know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I know that I am a force to be reckoned with. And I repent for being against myself. I repent for hating on your creation, for hating myself and living against myself. And I choose to live differently. Give me wisdom, God. Give me understanding. Give me grace to walk out what you see, what you originally intended for me. Right? In Jesus' name. And then Jeremiah 29, 11, You know this one. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So if it's not good yet, God's not done yet. But we can stop waiting. There are things that we can choose now. We get to choose how we think. We get to choose how we're going to feel. We get to choose how we're going to behave. We get to choose what we're going to speak. We get to choose. Okay? So... How though? <laughs> As I mentioned, you decide to activate supernatural power, okay? You decide that you are worthy first and foremost, and then you decide and you believe, you decide and believe that what you want is possible. God wasn't trying to bait you or to trick you or to frustrate you with these desires that he's given you right? He gave you those desires and, and visions and ideas for a reason, okay? But you, you decide to believe them and to believe that they're possible 
even now, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've walked through, no matter what other people have said to you, they're not God. And God has the final say, okay? So I'm going to walk you through a process of how you can stop waiting and how you can start embracing the change and what God has for you, okay? So this is really how you can step into your power and design a new reality, okay? The reality, again, I like to call this dreaming with God, but it's really stop waiting and dream with God. But the main thing that I want to highlight is as you're doing this, there's often, there always is actually inspired actions for you to take, okay? And it's going to be personal and unique to you, okay? So this is where you're going to want to journal, you're going to want to to pause it and to take notes. I recommend having some worship music or just some music on in the background without lyrics to kind of just let your soul relax and be free and just you're you're a better receiver <laughs> when your mind isn't thinking or processing other stuff. So, number 1. What do you want? Identify what it is that you want. Now, no lying, no putting limits on this, just Literally brain dump anything that comes up for you. Write it down. What is it that you want? What is it that you want? What do I want? What do I want? So I want to highlight here, you know what you want. You do. A lot of times you're just too afraid to admit that you want it, okay? But once you admit it, and this is what you know, once you admit it, you're responsible for it, okay? But you're worthy of it. That's what I want to remind you of. So a couple of things to get to what you really want. Think about these questions. If nothing I wanted were bad or wrong, what would I want? Sometimes we assign meaning to things that prevents us from literally wanting what we want. If no matter what I did, no one would be mad at me, what would I want? Sometimes we limit ourselves because of what we think people want us to have or what we should want. But that's not authentic, right? If nothing bad would happen no matter what I did, what would I want? Okay, sometimes we talk ourselves out of things because we're quicker to come up with all the scenarios and ways it's not going to work or worst case things, right? But if nothing bad would happen, no matter what I did, if we knew our plans were going to be established, not only established, right, according to Proverbs 16.3, they would succeed. What would I want? If I knew I was going to succeed, what would I want? If no matter what I wanted, it would happen. What would I want? Sometimes, I know this is true for me, what I didn't have or what I thought I really needed is what I want. (laughs) But I didn't wait on somebody else to be the answer. I decided because I want it, I'm worthy and I believe it's possible and I'm going to make it so because God gave me creative power to do so and he's going to guide and establish my steps and cause my mind and my thoughts to conform to his will. So it won't be leaning on my own understanding. It won't be building in my own strength. God will guide me and he will provide for me every step of the way. Okay? But that's a faith move. First, you got to believe you're worthy and that you decide to then believe that it's possible and you believe it is so. And then if I could fully trust myself to do my part, what would I want? 
So get real. Stop lying to yourself here and decide what it is that you want. Okay. Now something interesting, and I really reveal this and and teach my clients this a lot. And I notice that I do this work too. That's why I can share it. But I notice whenever this happens for me, whenever I decide to to take a bigger step, (laughs) to take a bold step of courage or a bold step of faith or, you know, leap into the unknown, wherever I just finally get my firm planting and I've made my decision, no sooner than like five minutes later, I'm tested, right? There's these beliefs that come up that say that I can't have it. So you want to notice and take inventory or just jot down all of these beliefs that say that you can't have it. Okay, just list them out. Don't do anything with them yet, but just dump them all out. Okay, and then essentially what you're going to do here is you're going to, this is the same step, but you're going to start disproving the lies. Okay, just crush them. So if you have this thought, right, is that true? Right? Did did God tell me that? Likely it's no, it's just an idea. And if it's an idea that you're subscribing to, that means that you can change it. You're no longer required to think, to act, and to conduct yourself in agreement with a lie. So the key here is you want to not only jot down all of the lies, because then you can see what the enemy is constantly trying to tempt you with or to try to get you to believe or submit to, right? And then you're going to disprove them. You really want to scrutinize anything that is telling you what you can't do, okay? And you want to change the script or change the narrative and assign truth to it instead, right? You prove it's a lie by delivering truth. So that's where the work is. What is true? And you want to meditate on that day and night. You want to speak it out loud. You want to declare it over your life. You want to meditate. You want to visualize. What does that look like for me personally? Make it personal for you. Okay? All right. The next one, number three. How do you want things to be for you? How do you want things to be for you in your health, in your relationships, in your finances, in your career, in how you express yourself with your purpose? How do you want things to be for you? Okay, really begin to to journal out what this new reality could be for you. Okay, you've created where you are now, strangely enough, by the thoughts and feelings that you're thinking and that you're feeling, right? And you start to believe that and you start to show up that way because that's science, right? (laughs) How you think starts to affect how you feel, which affects how you behave, okay? So if you change how you think, the way you feel changes and the way you show up changes. So it does require this inner work to do, right? And not a lot of people are willing to do this work. But if you are set on changing your reality, this is important. You change internally first, okay? So decide specifically as clearly as possible, as real as possible, what it can be like for you, how you want things to be for you. Give yourself permission still to want what it is that you want. It's not bad, right? And then lastly, okay, shift your state. And how do you do that? It doesn't have to be weird, (laughs) But it's just what I said. So you shift your thoughts 
so that you can feel it before it happens, right? A lot of times we don't have to even change our environment. We don't even have to change our circumstances yet, but we can invite ourselves. We can give ourselves permission to feel what it would feel like, to try on what it might be like, whatever that reality is before it happens, okay? So maybe you're visioning a certain job. Imagine yourself, if you already were given that job offer, what would that feel like? How would you show up differently? Imagine you met that partner, right, that you actually want. You don't want the repeat patterns of what you had, but you met that partner, right? All of this work that you're doing made you a match for this beautiful partner, right? You met them. What is that like now that you know that they exist and they're in your life, right? Maybe you're, you're just visioning what it's like to, to have that child, Okay, maybe you're visioning what it's like to step fully into that purpose that you know God put you on this earth for, right? Maybe it's reconciling a relationship with somebody in your family. What would you be thinking and what would you be feeling if you already had what you wanted? Maybe it's being wealthy, right? What does that look like? Write down and feel it already as if it's real and true for you, okay? And how you do this, it's a personal experience. I'm not going to um, tell you there's a one-size-fits-all. For me, typically, I've got to see it. I've got to get it out of my head and get it on paper. So journaling is helpful. Also, speaking and declaring it and talking myself into it is powerful because I, I basically am reversing how I've been wired, how I've talked myself out of so many things. I'm going to talk to myself into what's true for me, right? But some people shift by by picturing or visualizing. Some people do it by um, thinking about it as if it's already done, if they already had it, if they already lived in that home, if they already lived in that neighborhood, if they already lived in that place. Some people have pretend conversations. <laughs> I used to, I sometimes still do, put myself in environments of what I believe was possible for me. So going to certain hotels and hanging out at their pools or driving through a certain neighborhood that I believed I was going to live in. Whatever it is to just start feeling what it feels like and start studying how people show up and how they behave, right? Uh, some people shift by journaling. Some people by by moving their bodies and exercising. I do that a lot. I get a lot of wisdom and revelation when I'm walking or out on a jog. Some people by do it by reading books or even listening to a podcast like this and just invite. They're just willing to think differently, right? They're, they're willing to believe different right now. So whatever it is for you, think about already having what it is that you want what you would be saying to yourself, what would be true for you, how you'd be showing up, okay? And just for as long as you can, even 120 seconds would make a huge difference. (laughs) Even five minutes a day would really start shifting you, but feel it, think it, say it, know it, believe it, right? And just think about that. If you were able to fully step into the identity of this future self that you're visualizing, okay, how would you be feeling now, okay? What, what does that person know? What does that person believe? What is true for that person? What, what might that person tell you right now? We have so much wisdom and so much knowledge and so much understanding that God planted on the inside of us that you can mine your soul for. Mine that gold out of you, right? It doesn't need to be dormant, but it will be unless you activate it. 
So that's my encouragement on today. Stop waiting. You have the power to change your reality. And it starts with changing your mind. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. You don't have to accept things the way it is. You don't have to let your feelings be an idol. You don't have to keep showing up and going through the motions. You can change. It is possible. You decide it is so. You decide it is so. And so I want to encourage you and empower with you, empower you with that truth on today. You are worthy you are so worthy. You're imperfect, but you're innately worthy. (laughs) And what you want is possible. Decide and believe that it is. Okay. And I believe that you can do that. And I'm here to support you on the journey. So as I mentioned, if you want to connect to resources that I have for you, there's books to apply this kind of wisdom to your life over at julianapage.com. There is this self-mastery course called U2.0. I offer and work with a select group of people. So you can also do a discovery call and see if professional coaching is a fit for you to really work through some of this mind drama. And you can also connect with me on social media and subscribe and follow me over on YouTube. And if you haven't already, I would appreciate it so much if this message is blessing you to comment or subscribe to the channel or follow me depending on what app you are using. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.